Welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back with another episode of Roach Coach back talking about new metal as we always do coming off a hot month a hot theme month and you know when we come off a hot theme month we got to just gotta dive back into the straight up new and we had to listen to a hot wreck this thing's been getting a big push in our comments for a while it's drag pipe their album music for the last day of your life we're gonna talk all about this record what a title we're gonna talk about that title we talk about everything. But before we do, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? More importantly, who is reissuing a classic album with a remix disc? Who's reissuing a classic album with a remix disc? Who's doing it? <laughs> and the answer is Deftones. They're celebrating 20 years of White Pony by releasing the album again. And with a second disc, a straight-up full-album remix called Black Stallion. They released the first remix for Knife Party by Purity Ring, as we record this today. And they've also announced the various box set packages you can get. And as you've been listening to this show recently, you know that we are all about getting the value of your dollar on these hot boxes. So hot Matt, box. Matt, <laughs> Matt, as you as you had pointed out before, the hybrid theory 20th anniversary box set just released. Yes. This thing was packed. We had what, five CDs. Correct? Yeah, it was I'm pulling it up right now just so we can have it again. But it was substantial. It was basically hybrid theory on vinyl and cd the first ep like the true hybrid theory ep on first time ever pressed on vinyl and on cd the remix album on on lp and cd and then like a live show a cassette sampler that the street team used to have and we cannot forget lauren we talked about it so often we loved it it's an oversized poster it is a poster that is too big just it's ridiculous and all of this for the sweet sweet low price of 189.99 and it's it's substantial five cds hybrid theory reanimation b-side rarities 12 tracks of rare b-sides the lincoln park u rarities 18 tracks previously released to lincoln park underground members only forgotten demos three dvds at the frat party at the pancake festival project revolution 2002 and the sequel to the dvd with the worst name we've ever come up with the fillmore 2001 san francisco show rock and ring 2001 80 page book 18 by 24 poster three lithographs download card of the whole thing 190 incredible incredible for 190 to me that's a value i'm i'm i feel like i can account for every dollar with that package so deftones they give you the simple 
white pony digital download. Twelve ninety nine. Fair. Sim- fair. Simple. You get the white pony twentieth anniversary CD. Two discs. Nineteen ninety eight. Happier with seventeen, but nineteen yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I I am agreement with you there. Then we have the White Pony 20th Anniversary Deluxe Vinyl Box Set, $59.98. This hurts a little bit. That basically, it's White Pony double disc set and then uh, Black Stallion double disc. So that means there's going to be a lot of record flipping, which is fine if the audio quality is high. That means for each lone record, that's fucking like $15 a record. (laughs) All right, we're, we're doing a lot of new metal math here, but now it's getting serious. Then for the Mega, it's the White Pony 20th Anniversary Super Deluxe Box Set. Let's break this down, because that's what the people want to know. White Pony 20th Anniversary Deluxe Edition LP. So that's White Pony on two discs. The Black Stallion Remix LP, that is also two discs. Uh, White Pony... 20th Anniversary ed- Deluxe Edition CD, Black Stallion Remix CD, and then a 24-page booklet, a 12, w- one 24-page booklet, one 12 by 12 lithograph, the full album download delivered on digital release December 11th, which is the release date, and an instant <coughs> la- download of Knife Party, the Purity Ring Remix. Let's let's say what we're all thinking. Where's the oversight poster? Where's the oversight poster? One twenty nine ninety eight. Mm. Not a single fucking DVD show from the time period. No DVD, and there's no poster that's too big that has Chino flipping around. This is an this is an album flat. Twelve by twelve. That's an album flat. That is a reasonable size. I'm okay. telling you, mm-hmm. sized poster. It wouldn't be hard to do. You go to you the mean print- eleven by seventeen. What are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Just slap I, a few inches on that bad boy. <laughs> I. It was really a funny thing though, where I read it and I said, "Man, this thing needs an oversized poster. Something. These walls are bare over here. Give me that oversized poster." I'm just saying maybe, maybe maybe Hybrid Theory 20th anniversary has set the bar too high for everybody else. Well for yeah. fi- for $50 more, right? Cuz it was 189, so that's $60 yeah. more, excuse me, new metal math. For $60 more, you got four more albums it seems, or at least four more CDs plus the DVDs, plus a thicker book, plus more lithographs, and then that beautiful oversized poster. This doesn't feel as full. The other thing is, because I'm buying records now, give me some marketing about these records. Tell me, remastered from original tapes by you know Ryan Smith or Bob Ludwig, or give me a name that's like, you know, give me some fucking marketing <laughs> to be like, oh, this is going to sound great. You know what I mean? Like, this is a 20th anniversary deluxe set and truly they're just like yep it's it's the record like i can go right now and get it if it's not different well a key thing to note here it is back to the original track listing no back to school 
Back to school is out. Wow. Back to school is out. All right. Look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Say it. I'm going to buy this 20th anniversary Deluxe <laughs> Final Box set. I'm going to I'm going to buy it from a local record store. Okay. And then I'll feel I mean, you know, a lot of fucking work went into making these great songs and these remixes that we can enjoy for eternity, you know. So I guess I shouldn't be a little dickhead about spending 60 bucks on something. I'm, but... pr- I'm probably going to buy the $60 one. That that seems much more in my wheelhouse. I'm a little bit disappointed that the the um the 130 isn't a little bit more one DVD of a show or even that collection of videos that they had on MTV at, a t- at the time cleaned up, restored, that would be fine. I'd be like, the boys done it. Now, the boys, in my opinion, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil it. The boys did done it. That is true. You got me there. <laughs> that is a world-class got them. Well, no, I'm not even trying to get them because I'm talking about the remixed song uh that was released today to listen to that that knife party uh purity ring remix lauren you were telling me that people had a thing or two to say about this oh i on twitter the reactions seem to be what have you done how dare you what have you done to knife party and i think i think people were expecting it to go I don't know. I think they were just expecting to hear Knife Party again with some bleepy bloops on top. And instead, Purity <laughs> Ring really smoothed it out, really made a completely different thing. And yeah, people did not know what to make of it. I mean, if, if anything, it really does have me wondering, what is this whole remix album going to sound like? It's, it's probably going to be really be a trip. Um, I mean, for one, when you run through all of the remixers on here, Clamps Casino, DJ Shadow, Blank Mass, Salva, Fantagram, Robert Smith, Trevor Jackson, Mike Shinoda, Tourist, and Square Pusher. All bets are off, you guys. If you're going to be honest, the Clams Casino, that is high, high I have a level high of expectations. Man. High expectation for that one. The Blank Mass one, those Blank Mass records are nuts. So, And he's doing Elite? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That remix record, they could... They could be fucking up the game with that one, if if uh, if it goes as as nuts as as it could. A little surprised they didn't get tobacco on one of these. This strikes me as a prime tobacco remix situation. But you know what? Eleven tracks. Props to this. They could have done one of those deals where it's like eight guys remixing change. You know, <laughs> and you're just like, no, I don't want that. So it's you know one one track per person. I appreciate the restraint. So there we go. So. That's coming out digitally December, what'd you say, Matt? December 11th? 11th, I want to say, yeah. And then the physical is going to be released Friday, February 26th, 2021. So, got a little bit of time there. A little bit of time. I'm seeing here for this uh, 20th anniversary, the vinyl box set be released on... April 16th, 2021. Jesus, just put this out there. Just push so it. So just, just saying. And I don't give a fuck what Twitter said. I think the remix was great. It's exactly what I want in a remix album. What I've heard so far, I'm there for it. 
why would I want something that just sounds like I can listen to White Pony? I have. I'll continue to. I listened to it this morning. I was like, you know what? What joy. I'll listen to Deftones all morning. And I did. But I want it. I want it to be almost unrecognizable. And this wasn't quite unrecognizable, but I thought it was great. So Twitter is wrong, as it so often is. All right. Well, there we have it. And then we've uh, we got a new segment. It's called Who's Upset? Who's Upset? <laughs> Who is? And the answer, you guys, is our Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. Is you guys. <laughs> is you guys. We did an episode just last week all about freddy versus jason soundtrack movie making of development and we talked about this record we talked about some of the bands in this record and we were speaking truly from the heart and apparently our words stung and normally you know we uh we probably wouldn't have done this feedback for like six weeks but these takes were coming in hot and heavy and we all agreed we got to talk about this now so let's dive into this Freddy versus Jason feedback. Jenny, start us off. We got a comment from Daniel. Daniel Hedger says this episode has everything new but Christmas everything. <laughs> Laughing smiley face. I think we need a dissertation on why Lauren thinks In Flame sounds like Christmas music, though. Oh, boy. <sighs> All I can say is that guitar tone going on there in the background, going in the foreground reminds me of trees covered in snow reminds me of sleighs cutting through the wilderness delivering presents santa claus jingle bells rudolph the red-nosed reindeer bing crosby all of those things evoked there i don't know why no one else hears it i don't know what to tell you that shit sounds like christmas (laughs) well maybe you're just feeling extra um festive this year that, oh yeah i mean this is the year to feel it too why uh, not why not uh jason andrew goodman said as a counterpoint to the take on in flames the following have been considered for canonization kid rock papa roach twice crazy town twice stained twice godsmack twice cold three times slayer <laughs> evanescence and saying anger by metallica Trigger might not have been your cup of tea, but is In Flames really the bridge too far for the podcasters who willingly subjected themselves to not one but two Crazy Town albums? Also, Trigger was a single for a reason. Try Friend for something with a bit less jingle bells. Oh, and as long as I'm lobbying to get something on the long list, P.O.D. had a couple of albums before Southtown. Southtown was just their major label debut. I didn't love Snuff the Punk, but Brown was a staple in my CD player back in the day. All right. Mm. So I see what he did there. He listed off all these bands that we've given a lot of time to. And I just want to point out something about all of them. None of them sound like Christmas music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'll say this. I'm not opposed to doing an In Flames record someday. Now, what you might want to prepare yourself for (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Right. So, look, I, I, your point is heard. Thank you for your thorough rebuttal. And I would 100% listen to POD again anytime. 
Zach Anderson says, I'm pretty sure Lauren was thinking of Trans-Siberian Orchestra when yeah, he said Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> Exhibit A shared a little Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Christmas, Christmas, but I have to say, I think Zach might be correct. Lauren, what say you? I went and listened to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which um, I, you know, when I first put it on, I said, oh, in flames. And... Uh, <laughs> And then I went and Googled up some Mannheim, and even though I was wrong, I was right, because it still sounds like Christmas music. My, my point stands. It's, it's Christmas music. <laughs> All right. The man has... This is a real falling down moment for Lauren, I'll say. <laughs> You're not going to oh, change God. his mind. Like so many of our... Our uncles and parents, so just <laughs> stop trying. This is a weird uh, Thanksgiving table. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Especially uh, for an In Flames fan. <laughs> uh, Chad Worrell said, this is my all-time favorite soundtrack, narrowly over Queen of the Damned. I'm so happy I didn't pester you guys all month for this. I kept my faith in the roach, and I have been handsomely rewarded. Love that. You're welcome. Thank you, Chad. There you go. Brianna Wolf says, so many angry hot takes. I was living for it. <laughs> we did get a little spicy this up. Oh. We had to be spooky. It was Halloween. Mm -hmm. Slashers, you know. Yeah. Had to give you some frights. Uh, Radinsky, Manash is back. Says, LOLOLOL. TFW, From Autumn to Ashes, has the best song on the soundtrack. Kind of like the edible piece of corn in a pile of shit. Y'all just big mad. Hashtag jocks of roach coach. Hashtag okay boomer. So I saw this take and I was like, wow, is this Whoa. a bottom? Am I being slammed for my age right now? So I looked up this band from Autumn to Ashes, a band I'm apparently too old to get boomer this band came out in 2001 when i was 19 years old this band is of my era they suck <laughs> oh my god wait I, i'm over here ready to walk back my fuck from autumn to ashes comment oh, a little bit. Okay, listen, we've said some hot stuff on this show before. <laughs> I ain't walking back from autumn to ashes. <laughs> wow. Not on your fucking life. I <laughs> I couldn't move past first of all, I don't know. Have we heard from this person before? Yeah. Radinsky's rolled in before. Okay. Well, welcome back. And I'll take I will take a burn where a burn is earned. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Dr. Seuss right now. I'll just let that happen. More, more for the boomer argument, I would say. Apply and I'm okay the with that. to soothe the burn. Uh, and you know what? Like, I don't really give a fuck about From Autumn to Ash. It's not for me. But I couldn't move past the piece of this comment that said, like that edible piece of corn in a pile of shit. My dude, hey, my there's dude. no edible corn in a pile of shit. Hey, my friend, that shit corn. 
<laughs> like, don't eat your shit. Period. <laughs> but uh, I can understand if you are eating shit, why you'd like from autumn to I'm just kidding. They're not Jenny that bad. Is throwing out world class <laughs> condoms. Oh boy. Oh wow. They're really not that bad. Like in the grand scheme, truly they're not. It just it's tough when you're listening to a soundtrack that's that long so many times and you get something that's like so far outside of like the genre that you're living in so i i get it i get it though um all right elric says the 15 year old in me is definitely emotional about the fata comments that is fair that's totally fair totally. lauren doesn't care but <laughs> I'm, I'm here to say i get it that's that's fair it's fair uh uh jeremy said hashtag flop a sock Hey, flop a sock, bro. Flop a sock. Listen, if you... I actually are... remember what that was. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if you if you are going to hook up flop in your friend's house, a sock. flop a sock on that doorknob and shut the door. All right? Listen, I want you to think about your friendships, okay? Think about these long friendships you've had with your friends, okay? You do not need to see them going to the bone zone all right flop a sock maintain the mystery maintain the friendship okay don't make it weird there you go psa over flop a there sock. you go flop a sock. can't disagree with you there daniel terry says every from autumn to ashes murder dolls and in flames fan and then he shared this is from the, the godfather, godfather. Yep. yes look how they massacred my boy <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> we did. We came in a little hotter than we normally do. Well, I I will I will say this and and number 1 I did something that I used to do at the beginning of the Roach Coach journey to From Autumn to Ashes. I really have never heard a song. That's the only song I've ever heard and I made a full on judgment based on one song. I stand by not liking the song, uh, and I will also say it's not fair. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Chris said, my friend had to warn me before I listened that they butchered from autumn to ashes and then murder dolls. <laughs> I had to take a deep breath during the In Flames talk, too. Everybody we didn't just... know. We didn't know. Hey. We didn't know. We learned. We learned. We learned. This is a total... Like, you're talking about something, and you're like, you know what? Those fucking idiots down at the Rams horn, blah, blah, blah. And my then dad owns like, that Rams yeah. horn. <laughs> yeah, my, my grandpa's his dying wish was for my dad to run that Rams horn. You're like, oh, no, but you've gone too far. You've gone too far. Hey, sorry to put you all through it, you know. Mm -hmm. We're family. We'll, we'll make it through this together somehow. Our uh, goal is peace, not winning. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Finally, Gareth Davies says, great end to new movie month. Couple of little teasers of albums to come. Can't wait for Skeletons and Beyond the Calm of the Corridor. 
And yeah, that missed opportunity for a Worlds Collide soundtrack, Happy Walters has nothing on his resume for 2003. He was just waiting for the call and that never came. So, who would you put up for Icon versus Icon collabs in 2003? Answering my own question, if I were Happy Walters, I'd stick with the existing ban list, but I'd bring in some icons to address needs. So we got a whole big list here. So I'm just going to start right from the top here. First up, El Nino. Need some scratching. DJ Lethal. I'm all for this. Yeah. Bring him in. Kill Switch Engage needs better choruses. Ross Robinson. That would be super cool. Nice. Spine Chink need more grit. Phil Anselmo. Whoa. <laughs> That's a dude who screams uh, through his gritted teeth all the time. So be good. That'll give Mushroom, you some grit. Yeah. <laughs> Mushroom Head needs less guys. Seriously. No <laughs> guest artists until they can cut half of their existing members. Hey. I, I support it. Hate Breed needs more nuance. Chino. Hmm, Slip- you imagine? I think you'd go buck wild. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Slipknot need a remix, not a demo. Downward Spiral era former Nine Inch Nails members. Chimera need Bjork. (laughs) (laughs) From Autumn to Ashes need some cheese to go with their wine. Creed. (laughs) That's a... That's a god. Seven Dust need a hype man. Send dog. All right. All right. Power Man 5000 need more numbers. Andre 3000. There we go. It's 8000 if you're doing the math. <laughs> Murder Dolls need more horror. ICP. I, <laughs> that I, would be a true. That, that's, that strikes me as too much. That I feel like that's like, <laughs> you know what? This I need to put some Pepsi in this Coke. Like, I don't know. That's just too much. I don't know. Okay. I'd try it. See, there needs some jeans to cover that coin slot. Trust company. Big question mark on iconic status. Um, let me tell you something. If you're not sure about trust company's icon status, get yourself a big 20-piece nug. Drive get out. Nugs. Get drive out on a night drive. Tonight, as we record, this is a full moon. Perfect for a night drive. Get that 20-piece. Pop on that trust company record. You'll know. You'll know you'll be listening to some icons in a minute. You'll know. Which, by the way, we haven't done Trust Company in a little bit. They got some more records, you guys. Just saying. Hey. Walk, don't run. I'll say that. (laughs) We'll get there. Stone Sour need to ask if they're truly necessary. Slipknot. It's another got him on this list. (laughs) It's just an overwrite, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Devil Driver need to collab with Peter Gabriel to record an Aussie cover. Ooh. All right. Okay. The Blank Theory need infamy. So um, 2003 Dixie Chicks, now we're just going for it. <laughs> wild swings. Things Bring are going in wild. the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Let Natalie Maines yell at the president. There you know she wants to. Nothing Let her face- yell at Freddie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's who they needed. They needed more... I guess it's it's no longer Dixie Chicks. It's the chicks now. Mm. The chicks needed to be in that film, yeah. I will say. Uh, nothing Face Need Nothing, but deserve more fans. Max Cavalera. 
Ooh. something. There I'd love go. to have Max on anything, you know. Absolutely. Same. In Flames needs someone to show them how jaunty nautical metal should sound. Bruce Dickinson. Oh, buddy. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, and how how well can Bruce Dickinson wear a Santa hat? That is my question. I mean, probably second to none, mm. I would say. Good old Bruce. Uh, typo Negative needs some electro to make their song super literal. Curtis Mantronic? Is that correct? I don't know who this person I'd, is. I've never heard of Curtis Mantronic, so I will I will take his word for it. And I'm assuming he left off Lamb of God, as so many of us do. So, Yes. Uh, and finally, Gareth says, and if seven or eight of these pairings fall through, no big deal. You've still got an album. Uh, a great point. A great point. Thank you, Gareth. Very thorough. Very thoughtful. And some gotems. What more could you ask for? Indeed. So thank you, everybody, for writing in. Uh, sorry for the wounding. Who knew a band we'd never heard of that we'll never hear of ever again was this important to everybody? So there you go. Oh and uh, <laughs> We're all you, learning together. I thought I was going to be too hot. And then you decided to burrow in like a tick. You're like, nah, I got this. Ah, sometimes. You know what? Sometimes it's a situation where it's like, Show it, show them your belly, show them you're vulnerable, and um, now is not the day for me. So, but thank you everybody for writing in and saying hello. Keep it coming, uh, Roach Coach, at all of your favorite social media places Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And now it is time for the album of the week, you guys. The people been calling, and we are answering. It's Drag Pipe. Music for the last day of your life. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on August 27th, 2002. That's a come down record. Indeed, a come down record. Jenny, we'll start with you. Any history with Dragpipe? None whatsoever. Okay. End of story. How there about you, Lauren? Uh, same. I had uh, never heard of this band until it was recommended for the show, and so yeah, this is a this is a brand new listen for me when I dove on in. Matt, Dragpipe history. This is gonna be new. This is gonna be new. All right, so we're all coming into this pretty fresh. Jenny, to start it off, who is in Dragpipe? So, on this record, and on all the records, because they only put out one record. All right. I was going to hold on to this, but I'm not going to, since we're going through each of the members. I found an official bio for this band, Mm -hmm. and it lists each member of the band as guilty parties. (laughs) All right. Each of the guilty parties has some words about them behind it. And I just want to say that this is a real delight. So buckle up. Okay. All right. We've got Jay Diablo on vocals. And this is what it says about this guilty party. Possibly the living inspiration for the album title, as Jay's recent history involves most notoriously stealing monkeys from a local zoo 
and subsequently turning himself into the police for arrest after said monkey went apeshit and surprising Interscope executives by urinating in the conference room centerpiece. And this is just offstage. Guys. So Jay Diablo on vocals. <laughs> Full stop. Pause. Okay. Let's, let's just soak that in. Because I think we got a couple screwballs in this band. Oh, we got more than a couple screwballs in this band. <laughs> This is, I have to say, this is the most 2002 thing I've maybe, maybe ever, ever read. read. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. So that's one guy. He's the lead singer. Yes. All Richie right. Garcia on guitar. Sometimes referred to as slick, Richie fully immersed himself in the rock and roll, intentionally or not, by taking up permanent residence in the band's rehearsal space. Now that's a tale as old as time. Sometimes you just got to hole up in that environment to really catch the vibe that you need. And it's not a situation that you don't have a home. You've made a home. That home is the stewed. And it's going to transfer into everything. I knew a guy who was living in his band's practice space up right until COVID made it impossible to do so. So it's... It's gone strong. Tale as old as time for old Richie. Gino DePinto. This is what it says about him. Also guitar. These are two guitar boys in a row here. The tattooed pit bull. The Italian pizza eating, muscle car driving, old school hardcore Jersey boy. Gino recently caused a major town disturbance by reacting with his sarcastic laugh when his car burst into flames. I don't know who wrote these bios, but I want to hire them right now to write bios for us. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible stuff. I have in the liner notes that uh, Gino does go by the nickname Sleeves. Okay. Of course. Good to does. know. Thank you. All right. Up next, we've got Monty, also on guitar. It's band. Three guitar players. Uh, <laughs> this is a, this one I love. Maybe my fave? I don't know. Monty, the cowboy hat-wearing porn star. Monty's the one at the roulette table surrounded by women with only $3 in his pocket. His composure deteriorates considerably during Drag Pipe's live shows, where Monty is a hyper-caffeinated presence and threatens to vibrate right off the stage. (laughs) All right. Wow. I love that. We got Gino on bass. And about Gino, we have the disturbing silent type. Gino comes out of his shell only occasionally, usually to torture fellow bandmates by lighting their apartments on fire or leaving foul-smelling food behind. <laughs> oh, man. You you got to hope that when he decides to mess with you, it, it's the latter and not the former. You know, It's like, oh, Gino was messing with you last night. Did he burn down your house? He's like, no, he just left an old burrito. Oh, thank God. All right. And finally, let's say last but not least, we've got... Pete Barrera on drums. And about Pete, we see the no-nonsense businessman, the least flamboyant, but perhaps the smartest. Pete enjoys his successes in the privacy of his home state as the owner of more than a few businesses. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> um, I, I hmm. feel like, I, I feel like, you know. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> Pete, you want to you wanna elaborate there? Oh, no, yeah, I'm involved in business. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, uh, are these uh, uh, fast food franchises? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Business. Okay, so so you're just several. Uh, okay. You find that Byler bro. You bring him to me. <laughs> I got business. Oh boy. Oh boy. I think that's where you'll find you'll find the the, the other Byler brother hanging out with. Uh, Pete and his one of his many businesses. I know that they are going for like making these dudes all sound like fucking maniacs, but I gotta say, Pete might be the biggest maniac of them all. Those big businesses, you don't yeah. know what they are. I don't know what it means. Real, real maniac. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where you could almost be like, um, "Can I ask you about your businesses?" And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah. come on over in here," and then you're never seen again because you decided to stick your nose. Where it wasn't asked for. Yeah, I mean, when they're just like, all oh, these guys are crazy except for that one. Like, I don't know. That's that's usually the crazy. He might one. be the true freak among you. Mm-hmm. This band appears to be. I read an interview about them that came out in 2009, and it was saying that they had only played a couple shows before getting signed. And this was like one of those Interscope pushes where they were just like, it's cheaper for us just to like pay for a whole bunch of bands and see what sticks. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It sounds like this album sold relatively well, like 30,000 copies or something after it was released. And then a few months after that, they were released from their Interscope contract. So, um, I think this was just one of those, a band that got like caught up in like the cash grab of it all. Like, I don't, I don't remember hearing this on the radio. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the songs was in a video game soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, definitely a lot of marketing went into crafting a persona for these dudes and I love what was chosen it's 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 really it's really a trip here um and we gotta talk about these genre tags jenny the genre tags for this record uh are alternative metal stoner rock sludge metal and new metal ho 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 indeed and then we gotta talk about it someone that we've never talked about on the show before producer on this album d sardi or aka dave oh. sardi are you guys familiar with mr sardi um no dave sardi he's he's got a rep he's been around for a while and he's done a ton of mixing he's mixed a million records if you go to his wikipedia you spend a lot of time just going through this but his first big record, from what I can tell, producing, was Aftertaste by Helmet, which I believe was the last Helmet record before they broke up for a while. And he produced a far record, Vision of Disorder. He did mixing on the first System of a Down record. Then he started hooking up with Marilyn Manson, started doing some Marilyn Manson mixing, ended up producing Hollywood in the Shadow of the Valley of Death for Marilyn Manson. Started working his way through, doing a lot of stuff with bands like Enon, Supergrass, Oasis, Jet, Head Automatica, The Mooney Suzuki, Warhols, The Thrills, Autolux. But 
the key thing for me is you fast forward all the way up to 2014, produced, record, and mixing on Death from Above 1979, The Physical World. Which, if you know me, is one of my favorite albums of all time. So, I see this guy's name on the back of this drag pipe record. I said, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. It seems like he was pulled in because uh, they originally were going to have Jason Newstead produce this thing. But there were some scheduling issues. So, what could have he been? What was the scheduling issue? He's not in Metallica at this point. He's quit Metallica. Oh, he's working on what was the name of that band? Is it Echo Brain? Is that his post Metallica oh. band? That <laughs> right. You know, I mean, a band who <laughs> Lars went to see them live, and he was like, "We're Metallica's blowing it. Look at this Echo Brain." So I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. He's busy. He's busy with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So Let's... we got that. I got. I just want to mention. I do have a physical copy of this album. The front cover is of the city of New York under mist. Liner notes. I gotta say, this feels a little new metal one hundred and one. You've got on the lyric page basically old school diagrams of the inside of human bodies, anatomy drawings, collarbone vertebrae, brains. And then on the right-hand pages, you've got what look to be out-of-focus pictures of, I think this is a rooster, of it looks like a beat-up stairwell in, I don't know, the Blair Witch House or something like that. And what looks to be a black-and-white picture of an elevator shaft, a fire escape, so and not a single picture of this band. Where are these wacky boys? Why would you not have your picture? So then you got to pick the CD up, and they are hiding behind the CD. There they are. There they are. Don't hide, guys. And indeed, hide them under a bushel? No. Don't hide them. And then when I look at this, I mean, I'm seeing there. I'm seeing my guy in the in the uh, in the cowboy hat. Um, I mean, these guys look. They look ready to rumble, that's for sure. And the CD itself has a picture of a heart on it, as if to say, you know where I go, you go. That's right. And also, music for the last day of your life, your heart might give out after you listen to this hot record. I also want to mention I did get this album on eBay. It was a big thrift. eBay big thrift. Got it for a suite. $4.25 $4.25 from everyone's favorite retailer, MJM4540. There you go. Great Check price. Them. Great price. But yeah, if we've got nothing else to say, I think it's time to dive in. All right. Before we dive in, yes, like literally right before we dive in, I'm going to read you the official bio for this band and then we'll get right into it. Okay. All right. In the spirit of monumental visionaries such as Bad Brains and Jane's Addiction, Dragpipe responds to the vastly bland trends of today's pop culture. Their live shows are a virtual assault. Frontman Jay Diablo is known for his psychotic antics both on and off the stage, stirring crowds into an uproar and leaving a mess for the bands that are unfortunate enough to follow. 
After destroying the New Jersey scene, their reputation spread rapidly throughout New York City with armies of chaotic youth packing the local clubs to get a glimpse of their new anti-heroes. Many a prominent producer courted the band, but ultimately it was Dave Sardi's vision that settled beyond the mixing board. And at last, the debut record has been delivered. Without further ado, we present to you Drag Pipe. The first track on this record is Polar. It's a hot open. Woo! We're rocking. We got some chug in there. The production is the right kind of thick. The feels so good drop. Very new. We're both slick, but kind of crunchy. Jenny, thoughts on Polar? I also thought it was a pretty hot open. I enjoyed it. I have to say, I read a lot of... Um, I read all the stuff before I listened to the album, like I made all of you do here, <laughs> listening to this now. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. I really expected something absolutely fucking bad shit. That said, I really did think it was a fun open. Uh, I think it sounds great, and it made me excited to hear more. Matt? These guys are psychos. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. It had that. It had definitely would have had the the pit bouncing. It's a party pit. I gotta say, based yep. off of the name, music for the last day of your life, and also the big fat parental advisory sticker on here, I think I was expecting a little bit more unhinged. But this is 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 the word professional too much? It's well put together, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for these guys in the long run. Well, there's only one way to find out. Indeed. Let's keep listening. Up next, we've got Glide Burrows. <laughs>
happen? I got to tell you, there is a punch to this band. You know, they got three guitarists, which on paper looks to me like too many. Here's the thing. Growing up, that first band you hear that you, you connect to for a long time is your template to how these things are supposed to work out. So the first band I really connected with was Nirvana, which is a trio. Guitar, bass, drums. One guy's also singing. Anything else feels like a lot of extra work. Why Nirvana did it with three. What are you doing with all these extra guys? But I got to say, it feels like they're adding a lot. You got one guy over there, and this is me speaking as someone who's never played guitar. He doesn't know what the <laughs> fuck they're talking about. But I just want to say, this is, which is exactly, you know, I hope Gino and the boys are all listening. And uh, you've got one guy making that sort of wah noise, but you've got another guy giving you that punchy, that punchy riffing. And then the third guy must be doing something else that I'm enjoying because I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. That's what I'm talking about. Jenny, thoughts? I thought this song was pretty good. Definitely enjoyable to listen to. It's doing its job. I don't know if this felt as fun as the first song to me. I definitely got the lyrics a little bit made me <laughs> kind of just like chuckle. I don't know. The, the, the rhymes were very like right there. Um, as somebody who's never written a song, I love to criticize lyrics. But you but love to rhyme. I do love to rhyme, as you heard earlier in the episode. I liked this song. Hearing that this band was like pretty new when they got together, uh, when they got this, like when they got together to do this record, it kind of makes sense to me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like something that I don't hear this and think like that's that drag pipe sound. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm curious to see how it evolves for all of us over the course of listening to this. But I guess there was something about this that just felt like a little off the shelf to me. It sounds great and it's fun to listen to, but I guess there just wasn't like something that, that hooked me. I get that. Matt? Definitely. I like the sound a lot. Big rock and roll band is kind of the feeling I have. Like them on the bill with Queen of the Queens of the Stone Age works. At this point, two songs in, they just feel like they're a big rock and roll band yeah and i think having three guitar players as well like and if we believe what is said about them and their live performances they're nuts i have no reason not to believe that they would be an extremely fun band to watch too so let's keep listening well you know when you're watching any band you know i mean we have gone to shows together and I don't know how many times Matt has turned to you and me, Jenny, and said, do you think that this drummer has any outside businesses that he is investing in? Correct. And I'm like, Matt, you ask this at every show. I don't know. And now here we are with a band where the answer is yes. Hey, what a gift. All right. Up next, we've got Quest in Time. Quest in time. 
you guys. We've been talking about this band for three songs now. Their name is Dragpipe. And this is the type of music you listen to in that hot rod when you are about to peel down the road in a illegal street race. This song could definitely work in a fast and furious film. Well, Lauren, I'd say it does that seem right to you? I'd say one of the I'd say one of the earlier ones. The show the the films lean way more rap reggaeton at this point, but you could probably get away with this one in a in a, the first one. I think so. I mean, on top of that, it has a bit of as it mentioned in the uh, in those genre tags. This does have a bit of a stoner rock vibe to it. Not yes. so much Queens, but a lesser known stoner rock band that kind of rode that way for a little bit. Fu Manchu. I get some Fu Manchu vibes on this, and that. You know, I mean, with that, you might even not be street racing. You might just be dune buggy in it, you know? Just riding them dunes. Go karting it. Go karting it? Oh, man. You're in a vehicle going faster than you should be. There it is. There it is. On uneven terrain. But not (laughs) the situation where Static X were driving those vehicles over rocks very, very slowly. Not that. No. Not for that. No, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit safer than that, but you should still slow down. I'm telling you, if I'm in the, if I'm in the vehicle, I'm telling you to slow down. <laughs> slow down. Uh, J- Jenny, are you, when you are driving, are you, are you a cautious driver or are you a lead foot? I'm an extremely cautious driver. Okay. To the point that if you have an opinion about how someone drives and it's not be cautious, you will absolutely fucking hate driving with me i've received the feedback (laughs) oh you're trying to keep me safe jenny i think it's like speed up go around this person why are you letting this person turn their 100 feet away just go and i'm like well i don't know (laughs) not driving has been the greatest joy of being quarantined in this pandemic for me so how about you are you boys fast drivers (laughs) uh i have been criticized for my cautiousness driving for many a year and uh, i do my best but i i can't help it i can't help it it is how i am matt you cautious driver you lead foot i was a lead foot and then i got a ticket for reckless driving uh, I was doing 95 and a 60. Uh, That's a heavy foot, man. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that foot. I, well, I think foot. the you cop was foot. impressed that the Pontiac 6000 LE could actually hit 95. And uh, it ruined my insurance. And it cost a fortune. And money made me a very cautious driver. And now I'm at the point where it's like, it's not even worth it. I don't know. I'll go five above 10 maybe. But like, plus I live in an area where it's 35 and there's cops everywhere. These tickets are insane. So yeah, it's made me a much slower driver. But put man on a jet ski. Dude. That motherfucker will blast around the planet. Hell yeah. (laughs) You'll never see him again. Matt, well, I mean, you put Matt on a jet ski, and he just takes off, and you go, where are you going so fast? And he said, show me the speed limit 
of the sea. And I was like, fuck, you got me. You got me. <laughs> but I screamed it at you, so the Doppler effect made it very difficult to understand. Show me the... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I couldn't understand it. He had to tell me what he said later, but it still was very affecting. I said, show me the speed limit of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to say, though, if you Daddy's this- on his wave runner. <laughs> Gotta say, Daddy is on his wave runner. Daddy is. Uh, well, I gotta tell you, though, if you are listening to this album, you're listening to this song, Quest in Time, though, you might turn into a bit of a lead foot, because this thing definitely wants to get you moving. Dig into these lyrics, though. I wrote in my notes, is this song religious? And I have some lines here. Are we talking about the old line? I know well, It's not the old line. The line in the song is, I know that I am part of this quest in time into the dirt that is my last breath and I'm dead. And that reminded me a bit of that old line from Genesis 319. From dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return. Oh, that old thing. That old line that people say when you're at funerals all the time. What? You never Don't heard that say before? that at my funeral. No. Don't say that at my funeral. <laughs> Jenny, uh, all right, granted, we Nobody won't Nobody can say-, say thou at my funeral. <laughs> Strict thou ban. All right. Everybody's speaking in straight up colloquial sayings at Jenny's funeral. <laughs> They'll walk up and everyone will just be like, this chick ate it. <laughs> She's dead as fuck. She's fucking dead. <laughs> dead. Anyway, lower <laughs> down. Yep. <laughs> Pack her in the wet, wet mud. Some, mud. Get somebody really strong to just toss my coffin in the hole. <laughs> you just want it pushed in there? <laughs> Don't lower it. Toss it. Oh, I want wow. it tossed like a bean I want bag. that thing hucked <laughs> right into that. Oh, boy. <laughs> that earthen hole. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then I want the person who's like running everything just to go, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> There she goes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Yeah, just. <laughs> All right. We'll see you over at the wake. We still yeah. doing one of those? And oh, then yeah. everybody. Jenny's a, Jenny plays was a big wake just... person. Oh, yeah. Jenny, can we, can we at least have a wake? Only if the wake is caused by all the jet skis that are driving away <laughs> super fast. <laughs> Well, Jenny, it sounds to me in that case that we're going to have to bury you at sea. That's fine. I don't in care which where you put me. Matt will drag your coffin, which will be on some floaties, out into the sea. And he'll take <laughs> off super fast and he'll go, Matt, slow down. And he will yell back at me, but I will not be able to hear him. <laughs> There's no speed limit on the Show me the speed limit on the sea. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I think this bit has come to fruition. <laughs> That's okay. We're ready to go on, Jenny. Next song. Right. next song up next is the cruise yes! Yes! <laughs> Get the yes yes the cruise
so this one feels pretty new metal to me. That drill squeal noise. Then we got these creepy vocals. And this does feel like not only new, but it does feel like a come down type of song. Because we've got these new metal vibes to it, but it also has this sort of mix of like Marilyn Manson-esque creepy vocal groaning going on. Yet at the same time though, the production, crisp. And I wrote in my notes, this seems to be a suicide song, and I wrote, Blake! With an exclamation point. Jenny, what'd you think of the cruise? I really enjoyed it. It was like a nice change of pace. I was a little bit worried when we started that it was just going to kind of become, I don't know, that it just like wasn't going to pick up in a way that I like an album to pick up. But I really liked this song a lot. I thought it was fun. I thought it was like an interesting and different take than some of the other songs on the record. And I just keep thinking of how fun it would have been to see this band live. I get the feeling the drag pipe live, you know, when they are not managing off the books businesses and hanging peeing out in centerpieces, peeing in centerpieces, hanging out with porn stars while, while not having much money, mm-hmm. um, which I've been burning thinking, down apartments, burning down apartments. I mean, I got to tell you, wrangling all these guys, I feel like it's the beginning of Ocean's Eleven before every cruise. All right. Check that burning buildings. Probably that one dude. Go over there with all those hot chicks. You know that guy's over there. You know, just collecting them all. And then get in there in the nick of time to drop in to that first song. I mean, what a rush, right? Truly. If they drop into this one. It's a stomper. This is a stomper. It really is. It really is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, these lyrics here, laying on my back, I stare at the sun looking for the right words to eat the gun. Yikes. Mm. Wowza. Well, a bit of comforting news. Mm. Our boy is still alive. I I did a, a quick cursory Google search and I was able to very easily find his Instagram. Looks like he's a baker now. Still playing music. Oh, that's has nice. a lot of has a lot of very nice music equipment. It looks like makes croissants that look fucking incredible. <laughs> I wanted to reach into Instagram, grab one, and go <laughs> and eat it right up. <laughs> so I, he's he's doing all right, you know. Just I had to check in. I had to check in and see. (laughs) Seems like he's doing well. So bless, bless, bless. Well, that's that's the type of happy ending you want to hear. Matt, thoughts on the cruise? I love it. I I, like I said, it's a real stomper. It's a real. It's a rocker. They're rocking. They are rocking. They really are. Are rocking. They are guys. We are rocking. And I want to just mention, for some reason, there are like no comments in songmeanings.com for any of these songs. I, I don't know what happened there. They didn't. Nobody showed up. I want to comment on anyone. Why isn't anybody commenting on this song? Mm. Hey. It, it happens, I guess. You never know. Maybe this episode will inspire some commenters. I hope so. Huh. All right. Up next, we've got Seeds of Change.
So this song, the first time I heard it, this sounded a lot like a like a mid set type of ramp up song. You get yep. that intro going and you pop in. You're like, "How's everybody feeling tonight? Feeling good?" This one's called Seeds of Change. And that drop kicks in. I wrote in my notes, these vocals are front and center. This dude is good. And the message of this song, it sounds like one of those type of songs that the message is, I can change and you can too. So we aren't just wallowing in a misery pit of life being a fucking cruise, I'm going to eat a gun. He's also saying, hey, you can turn things around. I'm figuring it out. I'm a mess. I hang yeah. out. Have you seen my friends who I hang out with? Setting fires, peeing in things, bad credit, and shady businesses. But I'm turning it around. I stole a monkey from a zoo. And in about 20 years, I'm going to be great at making croissants. Fantastic croissant maker. <laughs> yeah. If he can do it, you can do it. Nobody so, wants a whole croissant. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Jenny's like, uh, if you're not going to finish that, then I will take it. Like, uh, would I maybe have to carry it around for a little while? Depends on the size of the croissant. Depends on the size of my appetite that day. There we go. Jenny, thoughts and seeds of change. I don't really have too much to add to what you said. I liked it. Feels like we're in the middle of the album. And we are. I gotta say, though, it is surprising that this band did not hit harder because these songs all largely sound very radio-ready. This does not sound too indebted to the early 2000s, late 90s new metal sound. It sounds like we're mixing in, like we said, the stoner rock with just the regular rock and roll that I think was becoming more prevalent more radio acceptable at this time it's not like a ton of downtune stuff that we would expect i'm a little surprised Does some of these sound like they would slot in real nice on the riff in 2002 some of these choruses are sweet all right all right i don't know let's keep listening now this next song was on the nhl 2003 soundtrack so there it might it is. be familiar to you. It's called Simple Minded.
So on top of being in hit video game NHL 2003, this was also the single from the album. And I I like the song, but this riff is giving me a whiff of butt. Anybody else catching a this whiff? This is a bad single compared to the songs that we just heard. This is not the drag pipe that I've heard so far. If you tell me these dudes are psychos and then you play me the song, I'm going to think I'm gonna you're laugh the at you. psycho. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jenny, these guys, they're psycho. No, you are a psycho. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ugh. You're never going to recover from that amazing I'm not burn. coming back. I'm not coming back. Well, it happens. Uh, so there's a music video for this song. And there are two versions. There's the version that got some play on MTV. And then there's the X-rated version. X-rated version? X-rated version, according to YouTube. Uh-oh. Yeah. The premise of the video seems to be mocking simple-minded, shallow people. But there's a bit of a problem because the band seems to be leaning into being jerks to everybody. And so they... And it's one of those things where it's like, you could infer, maybe, and I think the thought was like that they're putting on an act and they're doing a bit. And they're not actually as mean and thoughtless as they appear in this video. But there's an intro sequence. And Jenny, you watched, did you watch this video? You know what? I got to be honest with you, I didn't. The opening, it's okay. We've had a lot going on. It's a busy (sighs) time. So, in the beginning of this video, it has the bandle hanging out in a dressing room. And then they are told by a PA, hey, we're ready to shoot the music video. And they just mess with this guy. They just knock him around and knock things out of his hand. And it's done in a way, and maybe this is more on the director of the video than on the band, but it's done in a way that feels realistically cruel as opposed to music video over the top. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there are Snoop Dogg videos where Snoop Dogg is being over the morphing top. Morphing into a dog? Well, definitely morphing into a dog. But maybe being like a little bit too much, but you know that it's a bit. Maybe maybe not Snoop Dogg's maybe not the best example. Like, I think maybe there's some Lady Gaga videos where Lady Gaga's being very Lady Gaga, but you know that it's like part of the whole persona. And you know that you don't come out of it thinking that Lady Gaga is like a bad person. But seeing how they treat this PA before the song even starts, I remember just thinking, these guys are not nice. This is played way too real. Like they just are just like shitty to them, to this guy. And then they go into the video and it's like, and then you have these like shallow record execs watching the video being made. And then you have like hot chicks grinding on cars, lots of women taking their tops off and uh, which is, I think, why it has an X rating, and um, lots of double deuce middle fingers to the camera, let you know we're dealing with some maniacs here. But I could not get that intro out of my head where I was like, these guys, the persona presented here, unkind. It's mm-hmm. kind of diff- kind of diffused the whole thing. I was I was honestly sitting there. I'm like, okay, this is it says X rating, so I'm hashtag titty watch. Sure, it's got to be coming. <laughs> 
But in the back of my head, I'm just like, they were so mean to that PA. He's just putting, I mean, he's making like no money on this. He's just trying to get into the industry. And here he is getting knocked around by, you know, he's going to go home, see his family at the end of the day, because he's working this job to put food on his family. Got to put food on your family. You got to put food on your family, especially during a pandemic. And they're going to say, how was work today? And he's like, I was working on drag pipe music video and they knocked my clipboard out of my hand and they pushed me around and they were just not nice that's what i'm getting out of this video this mm. resonated with me this is resonating here's the thing this video is full of titties and all i'm thinking about is how cruel they were to this guy up top this says something Wow, it does. Lauren, it does. you've grown. I'm you've growing. Grown. I'm changing. So I'm let's have a bone looking at all them titties. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, being rude to PAs is a bit of a bone killer. Right. Maybe right. this PA also was like, I might want to be a PA, or I might want to really hone my skills as a curse maker <laughs> so <laughs> i don't true. know which path to go but today mm. drag piper very mean to me so i'm going to curse them that they lose their interscope record deal and maybe the maybe croissants were part of the curse maybe i mean maybe you just... couldn't think of anything it's like i, I hope he has to just in looks like looking around just like saw Brett was like be- become a baker like you know maybe this pa was still finding their path maybe i mean i it, from what i could tell in some comments i'd read online it seemed like the the concept of the video was to show simple-minded people people thinking the band is one way but I think the direction's all off because it just seems to be just indulging in the bad behavior with no repercussions and indulging in the cliches. But I still, I feel like that opening sequence is played too real. It's played too real. All right. Well, let's see what these little meanies do next. (laughs) Up next, we've got Tuesday. This seems to be a song about seeing some hottie and being like, we got to make this happen right now. And this might just be a one-time deal, but we got to make this happen. And for some reason, it happened on a Tuesday. I mean, a Tuesday 
No better or worse than any other day. It's true. True. It's true. Boom. I think you nailed it, Jenny. <laughs> I mean, don't let me crack it wide open because <laughs> I will. But it was interesting. I was because I've listened to the song a couple times, you know, driving around in my car and listening to while uh, doing some dishes around, you know, in the house and and uh, and you know, I'm, I'm hearing this chorus. I want to feel you. Don't want to heal you. Just want to steal you for one day. And I'm like, what's this song called again? Tuesday. Of course. I was like, huh. I guess that that truly lends the level of the passion here. He's not willing to wait for the weekend. The work week has just begun. What time on a Tuesday are we talking here? You know, is he working a normal nine to five and he's thinking about her? Well, he's at the copy machine or is he somebody who's working maybe, you know, in retail and Tuesday's his day off? These are the questions that ran through my mind when I saw that the song was called Tuesday. Really just more questions, more mm. questions. And of course I go to songmeanings.com, not a single goddamn comment. If anybody knows, let us know. You gotta let us know. <laughs> you gotta let us know because we don't know. <laughs> I love I love that little little pause there, Jenny. You're like, if anybody knows. Hey, you you finished the sentence. I've done <laughs> enough work. <laughs> I would love Jenny just got up and walked away. <laughs> just just left. She was like, that was weird, right? Yeah. I I have like, anybody knows. I have been like acutely aware of how much abbreviating and expecting others to fill in the blanks of the meaning of the things that I say lately. Um, so there's just another one for the pile. I really got to work on that. Let's like finishing my thoughts thing. Probably. Put it on the woodshed. That's hey. not a turn of phrase. You know what? I was like, yeah, put it on the woodshed. <laughs> put it on the woodshed as, as, put, as we've put always the food. been saying. Put the food on your family and put it on the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to say, Matt, right before we kick Jenny's casket off a cliff <laughs> as she would want. Yep. So it speeds and hurdles till her <laughs> earthen tomb. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. P- please do. I want a real <laughs> midsummer real Viking situation. Oh, uh, yeah. Jenny, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I think, Jenny, that's what you really want. You want the midsummer one where we uh, we push you off the cliff. And then if you ain't if you ain't done yet, <laughs> yeah. we finish you off. And then someone yeah. yells, no one better say thou. <laughs> that's right. Now that's let's right. eat. Exactly. All right. Up next, we've got carnivals and festivals. <laughs> Jenny, we'll start with you. Thoughts on carnivals and festivals? 
Uh, I thought it was a serviceable song. It does feel like we are in the middle of the record right now. Um, I thought the riff was fun. It sounds good. Like the whole record sounds good, but there wasn't really anything in this song that stuck out to me outside of it being a D song. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a bouncing rocker, and you know I had a good time listening to it in my car. It's good. I mean, this is a very good car album. You know, you're just rocking the whole time. Then I, you know, I got home. I looked at these lyrics, song meanings, useless. So then I had to dig in, do a little work. So here it is. Oh, old Daddy Internet had to get going. Oh, that's right, Matt. <laughs> so I think, I think this song is about the empty debauchery of tour life. We're having all these meaningless hookups. You're just looking for something real. You're not looking for another carnival or festival. Because what do you know about a carnival or festival, Jenny, Matt? What do you know? What is what is one of the main features of a carnival or a festival? Fried food. Games. Okay. Both not wrong. Those are actually main, even more main. But what is another key feature of a carnival or festival is one day you're going to go out to it and it's going to be gone. It's going to pack up. It's going to leave. It's transient. Exactly. It's going to be on the move. So those thrills are temporary. And so I wrote shop local. <laughs> I don't think my metaphor okay. works here. Yeah. Wow. Hey, shop <laughs> local. Shop local. <laughs> Lauren's nose started to pour out blood. <laughs> Listen, I was like, I got to put this together. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is oh, this, I not is, feel so good. <laughs> is this blood supposed to be this red? Is there an artery in my oh, nose? Oh, no. I'm going to put a little sign on your grave that says shop local every day. People will take it down. I'll just keep coming and putting it back. Uh, indeed. Please. Also, don't say thou at his funeral. <laughs> Do no. not say thou at my funeral, but I would like to be lowered. Please and thank you. <laughs> While um, they're doing it, they'll say, oh, shop local. <laughs> Indeed, Matt. What should have known? What did you think of carnivals and festivals? Ah, uh, you know. It, so the riff, the riff, it's strong. It's a good riff. It's sturdy, definitely a sturdy riff. But is it like chuggy and chunky, or is it just solid? I think it's just solid. It. It has it has weight to it though because there are three guitarists. So yeah. any riff on this album is going to feel very solid because you've got three guitarists. You got a lead, you got a rhythm, and then you got a third guy. Does it now does it, in does new it metal I was hoping for lead, rhythm, and chug. <laughs> but uh yeah, because in the liner notes, it just says guitar, guitar, guitar. doesn't say lead or rhythm. They're just all just playing guitar. Well, they're such maniacs. What might happen is one of them will leave the stage to do something insane. That's true. Well, you know what it's So you got to have is, two other guys there to keep the song rolling. You've got one guy out there setting stuff on fire. Then the other guy's got to go piss it to, to, you know, to put it out. 
and then the third guy's still out there playing the guitar. True. Presuming that those other two guys, I mean, I do not remember. I mean, Jenny, you've been reading these bios, living with these bios. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that is attributed to all three of the guitarists. No. 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 I okay. I mean, what we need to watch out for with the guitarists. Oh, I may have. I, I nuked the bios. I, I, I don't know. One of them is definitely the porn star. Well, then you got to go. I mean, listen, then that might be a case where, you know, you need the three guitarists because that dude at any point is going to be like, I got to leave this show right now and get my fuck on. And yeah. Like, All right. Okay. Fair enough. I have to do a quick scene. I'll be right back. Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know. You never gotta know. Get my fuck on. He's got to get his fuck on. That's right. <sighs> Look. But I'm if, not if, gonna stop anybody. But listen, if you're doing it at your friend's house, please flop a sock. Please, for everybody's sake, <sighs> just flop a sock. All right. Up next, we've got Fountain of Pain. We get to that chorus, baby. All right. start with you you clearly uh yeah i didn't like it. it 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 i knew it was time for a slow boy 
but I didn't want one, and I definitely didn't want that one. Yeah, it's just drinking wine with my friends. Hey, man, good times. Um, but it just fell flat for me. All right, Jenny. Uh, I also wasn't really feeling this one. Um, they, again, they sound good. I just, I didn't really, I wasn't really here for this. Lauren, what'd you think? This is a, let me see them lighter song. I also thought when the first time I listened to it, they got to slow it down at some point. Here it is. And... I did like that it did kind of pick up at the chorus. I think the chorus kind of redeems it a little bit. It is definitely not my favorite song on the album. Uh, I was kind of wondering, though, like, what are we talking about here? Fountain of Pain, Drinking Wine with My Friends. Are we talking, is this a literal situation? How much of this is figurative? What imagery are we going on here? I have to say the line that I was most thrown by is looked out my window, what can you see? Lots of beautiful holes that think I'm ugly. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Oh, here? buddy. Uh, I mean, I are think we, we know. Are we? Exactly what we're talking boy, about. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. What a line. I wrote I wrote a surprised emoji face in my notes. Like, ah, gritted teeth one. Like, I, what, what, what is, is this? Is this? Yes. It is it? <laughs> yes. It is. Holes. Ugh. You know. Broads. Oh, right. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Are you telling me that at this point in the album, Dragpipe is trying to, oh, I don't know, broaden their audience? <laughs> I would say <laughs> now I can only speak for myself women are not a monolith but <laughs> calling women holes isn't usually the warm embrace <laughs> that <laughs> a, a woman might want to feel called into the fold of look a, I'm just drinking wine with my friends what Whoa. yeah I would I'm a fucking maniac. <laughs> yeah, like people like pissing on stuff and being like, "I got three bucks in my pocket," and ah, just like making stinky food and owning businesses. Like I don't know. <laughs> it this this does seem though. This seems like uh, it fits with some of those other songs about being at the end of their rope. The if if we're to if we're to play devil's advocate. And this is a, a, a character <laughs> study as opposed oh, to a true here we go. <laughs> here we go. Then this this is a character who's, you know, as he says, I think he says in the song, I'm living on borrowed time. I think that's accurate. Things seem not great from a man. Hmm. Not great. I mean, here's the well. thing. If 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 we are to even play it as then this is autobiographical. Also, things are not great from a man. He's in a rough place. He's in a bad place. Does that excuse it? No. Because that line is, seriously, what the fuck? But you know what? Here we are, 200-something episodes deep. 
still finding surprising things to be offended by. So there you go. Hey, it's not surprising, I will say. Um, But yeah, I mean, free advice. If you're having a hard time and you're frustrated at women, calling them holes isn't really going to help you. What do you mean? I know. Look, don't you don't have to believe me. I could be wrong. I don't think I am, but you know, who knows? I also have to think who knows what I would have written in 2001, 2002 whenever this was actually written. Probably not holes, but you know, being a hole myself. It was probably something un- unfavorable about dudes i don't know don't call right. women holes i guess is the moral <laughs> there there it is there it is you could put that you could work that into my funeral somehow okay got it thanks we All might right. be about to put her in a hole but never <laughs> call her one there you go that's <laughs> it there it is that's it that's it All right, up next, we've got Playing for Keeps. is i think we can all agree more the speed that we want from the boys in drag pipe yep yes for sure and it definitely is uh it is good to hear how nimble they sound here but it is one of those things where i feel like we are hearing it's album one this is the shot but album two is where things really start to flesh out and this feels like the beginning i'm hearing all the influences and it's sort of like i'm understanding who drag pipe are but i don't know who they are yet but i feel like album number two that's when we find out that's when we find out when the when things come into focus you know especially when i mean if we were to follow the two the two year you know album release schedule 2004 i think we have a real solid idea i mean maybe they double down on the stoner aspect of things you know because um, this this is coming out the same year as Queens of the Stone Age songs for the deaf, you know, so you can kind of see where things are kind of cresting in that front. Also, we're in the midst of the of the uh, the, the strokes and the white stripes and the hives and all of that, so you can definitely ride that out, that vibe. I and mean, there's there's a couple different interesting directions they could have gone. So this one just feels like a taste of what could have been. Like these guys could have gone in a lot of different directions. 
Um, also pretty solid for this late in the album. Matt? <sighs> Hearing it, I, w- I was like, yeah, this is a little bit more of what I'm expecting from the band. It's a little bit closer to the top half. Um, I'm just not necessarily sold on them. I think you're right. This is a first record. Like, if they would have stayed in it, I would have been very interested to see where they would go. But it's kind of paint by numbers at this point. Like, I think they they aren't necessarily breaking new ground to give me... They have three freaking guitarists, and they could have had two. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing in this... Like, I would have thought that that was their special sauce, for lack of a better word. But I don't hear it. I hear a very well-recorded album. I hear a very solid band. I hear songs in here that I like a lot, and I think they're good. But I'm like, are you playing for keeps? Is this your one shot? How fucking psycho are you, bro? Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing to keep in mind, which we haven't really touched on, is that the idea for this album is that this is music for the last day of your life. <sighs> and I think that's why they don't break. Also, the single is not their strongest song. Yeah, I agree. The The, the single should have been... Uh, I think the single should have been Glide Burrows. I would think so. Yeah. Glide Burrows, even Polar, I would have been fine with. Mm-hmm. Or, Or you know what? The cruise, cruise is real good too. Get on the cruise, rocker. Yeah, could have been Jenny. Thoughts on playing for keeps? I agree with the assessments that you both have made. I enjoyed listening to the song, but yeah, I think like I wish they had made another album because I think that we would have been able to just learn a little bit more about who they actually were as a band. Because this feels a little bit like just sort of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if any of it sticks. I think what they chose put out as a single i completely agree that that wasn't the one i would have chosen but hindsight you know it's true what can you do what can you do yeah well i can't believe it but we're already on the last song hey guys yeah yeah how respectful of our time is this album this album comes in at 35 minutes and four seconds that's so respectful that I can't believe how long this episode is. <laughs> we will take two hours for anything, anything. at this point, it seems. Anything. Yeah. Anything at all. And you, you know what, though? it's uh, It makes sense that this record is short because these guys are thinking about the fact that if this is the music for the last day of your life, you're going to want to get in a couple other things besides this album. You know? You got 24 hours before you're going to eat it for whatever reason. I don't know. Somebody implanted a bomb inside your chest. You know, you've been infected with the poison that's going to take you out. Whatever it could be. I'm just thinking of elaborate movie scenarios. But, and then you've got, okay, I got to listen to Drag Pipe. It's music for the last day of my life, which is today. But I don't want to spend all day with it. 35 minutes. I still got so much time left. I can get a meal. I can watch a movie. Short one, probably. Wouldn't watch anything too long. It is the last day of my life. Make some phone calls. Get my things in order. Make sure no one says thou at my funeral. Mm. A lot of things to get done on that last day of your life. Real quick, go around the room. Last meals. What would you have, Jenny? Oh, 
I don't know. This is too heavy a question. You have to come back to me. Okay, Matt. I mean, buddy, like there's part of me that's just like, if you know it's your last meal, yeah, don't 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 you want to make it like a tasting menu that lasts like four and a half five hours? Mm. You know, so it's like, well, we're going to Alinea, and uh, we'll see you at the end, and then I'll, I'm ready to die. But then it's probably uh-huh. going to be something that's just crappy where I'll be like, oh, no, McChicken. <laughs> you, you know what? I, 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 I thought about it, you know, like what would I want to have? And I really think, you know, if you can just get me just like a giant shrimp cocktail, just like a huge one. Because if I eat too much shrimp, kind of could be a problem for me. So I just go nuts, have more shrimp than possible, and then be like, all right. Take me out. I've had my fill of shrimp. Because hmm. I love me some shrimp. Had some shrimp tonight, actually. A little bit about me. Jenny, Is uh, have you had some time to think about it, or is this question still too heavy? <sighs> no, I think I can decide. So it's I it's very specific, but... Um, and I, I can't find the name of the restaurant right now, but Matt and I were talking about it before we started recording, so I'm just going to say... When I was in Amsterdam, I went to an Indonesian restaurant that had something called Rice Table, and it's somewhere in Amsterdam, easily best food I've ever had in my entire life. I would go there. I would make everybody leave because it was very crowded, and I would eat with a, a, a small group of people that I love and care about, but that food was amazing and when i remember what it's called i'll share it with the world just in case you're in amsterdam and you want to eat this food but it'd be it would have to be that if i had a choice of anything otherwise i'd probably just crush some chicken nuggets and call it a day <laughs> i know right <laughs> like, right get this shit over with there yeah. it is <laughs> all right well i think now is the perfect time to close out this record all right the final track is called diablo handshake <laughs>
They owe Slipknot a check. It was interesting to hear this one because it sounds like it's going to be a big epic closer, slowed down tempo, and then it's like, no, no, no. We still got to rock our way out the door, baby. And I uh, I thought this was uh, pretty good. I thought this was a pretty good closer. Um, uh, there is the last 15 seconds of the song is just screaming, screeching. And this one does feel like a bit of one of those things where it's like, what would album two have given us? And I think it might have been a little bit more in this vein. This feels a little bolder. This feels a little wilder. This one, to me, feels a little bit more like that tease of like, I don't know if these guys are psycho, but maybe they're a little crazy. Maybe they're a little unhinged. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they go to sleep and they leave the doors unlocked. They're just out of control, you know? Um, Jenny, what did you think of Diablo Handshake? Uh, I thought it was an interesting way to take the album out. Definitely the little screams and screeches at the end were interesting. And I was like, well, where was that earlier? I would have liked some more of that. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was a pee good end to a pee good album. Matt. Well, I felt that the verses were an interpolation of uh, Wait and Bleed. So that's why I said uh, they owe Slipknot some money. Because, uh, yeah, they are. But the chorus isn't. Song's good. I liked it. Um, Good way to go out. Wish it ripped a little bit more. Um, I don't know if it rips a little bit more at the end, but I would have loved it to just fucking go psycho they are crazy guys it goes a little crazy cycle man if you want to go to the last 15 seconds you get a little bit of that crazy all right let's hear it let's hear it Right. Right. So, yeah, it ends on a yeah, it ends on a little wilder, harsher note. So, that's it. And I think the song is about drugs. It's got to be about drugs. It's got to be drug addiction. Diablo handshake. Come on. It's, sure. It's got to be I, drugs. Who might argue? It's a deal with the devil. That's them right. Drugs. That's right. Could be a lot of trouble for you. So, uh, yeah, so that's the record, and uh, now it's the part of the show where we talk about cannon talk. Jenny, we'll start with you. So I really enjoyed this record. I think for a while when it was suggested, we'd see pictures of the band and go, "Oh boy." What are we getting into? Um, the bio and the bio for the band members to me is an all-timer. I love it. It feels like a true like page torn out of 2002 promoting a band. Um, the album itself, I think, is pretty solid. There are some high points on it. Um, there are some things you'd expect. Like The Slow Boy wasn't quite for me. The middle of the record definitely felt like 
middle of the record stuff. Um, it's disappointing that there's only one record because I, I would have liked to have seen kind of where they landed. So I really liked listening to this, but I don't know if anything stuck out to me for the canon. Lauren, what do you think? Uh, I wrote that this album is a breeze. It's a short, easy listen. It's never too heavy, but never too light. Uh, but the thing that struck with me, three listens, I was like, is any of this essential? And I didn't think any of it was. But I had a really good time with it. Every time, definitely in the car. This is a car record, 100%. Put this bad boy on in the car. And listen, you got a lead foot. You got a cautious foot. If you got feet to push them pedals, baby, then this record's for you. So I had a good time, but yeah, nothing for the canon. Matt? I don't think I'm going to break new ground here. I, I think you guys kind of nailed it. So, All right. Well, there you have it. Nothing for the canon, but we had a good time with Dragpipe. And so thank you, everybody, who recommended this and pushed it. We had a nice time listening to it. And that is it for the episode. Keep on saying hello and sending your recommendations to us. Uh, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com or say hello to us on all the social medias facebook twitter instagram or roach coach on all of those and until next time jenny thank you lauren thank you thank you thank you okay bye-bye